All right, well, welcome to the Moss LaRae Show. I'm your host, Alicia LaRae Ellis, and I have a very special guest with me, Manny Hall. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Yes, thanks for joining the show. So as you guys all know, we're here to have heart-to-heart conversations, sharing our stories and uplifting voices. And I'm excited to have this episode kicking off with what I'm calling the marketing branding guru of the city. I've been killing the game. And I'm just excited to have you to share your wisdom and knowledge, expertise, and all that you have going on. No doubt. I'm glad to be here. It's a great setup. Absolutely. So share a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do for for the audience. Yeah, so I have a marketing agency. I started in 2017, and it was really birthed from this place of, like, how can I grow my business without doing all the things that all the other gurus are saying to do? What's in many cases like irritated me, Alicia, because I was just like, there has to be another way to teach people how to build their business because I kept hearing that uh, you can get rich in 30 days. You can right. make a million dollars in six months. And I was just like, where, how? And it was like, just do this, follow this path. And I was like, I followed that path. Where my money at? But then what I really started to find out that it's like entrepreneurs like ourselves, we really needed to be developed and to becoming that type of person that could literally attract that type of success. So it really didn't matter if you tried to follow somebody else's blueprint, watch YouTube videos. Like I wanted to find this like secret sauce to help the average entrepreneur build something dope without them feeling that they had to compromise their integrity or do all of these other malicious manipulative tactics to build their business. So your focus um, is more personal branding. What would be like, what's your, what's your niche? Yeah, I would say that it's more so development because this development piece can be, if you're a person coming, maybe there are areas that need to be personally developed from the inside out. But then it's also for an organization that maybe is missing the mark because they're not sending out any, any emails. Maybe they need to improve their process and their systems behind the scenes. Maybe they need new equipment to make themselves seem more attractive to the target market. So I started to really kind of diagnose these different areas of their business or their personal brand that needed to be enhanced to get the type of attention that they wanted. So I'll give you an example. I'll get clients who will sometimes say, well, nobody's paying attention to my social media page. And I'll say, well, what's your overall goal? And they'll say, well, to get clients. It's like, well, do you need social media to get clients? And they'll say, well, yeah, that's what everyone says you got to do. And I'm like, but you don't need it. So how about we identify some other ways? So I've had clients with 500 followers on Instagram, but they grow a 2000 subscriber list on YouTube or through their email list. And now they make way more money than all the people that got 75,000 followers because like wherever you put your attention is where you put your energy. So it's like if my focus is on growing a following, getting more views for my reels, then that's where my energy is going to go. But if I'm really focused on building a business to get the type of clients and customers to pay me, then that's where the success is going to lie. Yeah, so that development is critical, especially because if you don't know, then you'll throw money at ads yeah. and you're trying to, you don't really know. And that's another piece, like a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners get into it not understand who their client is yep, facts. you know and understanding like also who their competitors are because that's how you mm-hmm. learn your client even more is like yeah. where are they going oh, yeah. how are they shopping how are they you know patronizing other venues or facts. other businesses mm-hmm. and so that time we like to skip mm-hmm. we, especially younger like our generation is skipping yep. through and then yep. expecting in three weeks to hit a million dollars yeah you know you, 
you haven't made more than 35000 a year, but you're going to hit a million in three weeks. And from- then won't even trip at their job for giving them two raises in three years that only accumulated $5,000. And you worked your butt off for that $5,000. And you're like, I just got a raise for $5,000. Like, but you got to divide that up and take the taxes out. So you really didn't get much versus this entrepreneur saying, let me figure out some ways and strategies to make myself more attractive towards the people that I'm trying to serve. But you hit it on the nose and we don't know who it is that target market is. Then you literally trying to talk to everybody and nobody's listening. And I think that's like, I heard a, um, a good friend of mine, I had him on the show last year and he's a barber and he started cutting hair like more professionally and growing his shop. He was like, everyone who has hair is my client. Mm. And it was just like, no, everyone who has hair is not my client. You have to like narrow it down so you can better understand who's your ideal client. And then you like, it goes out beyond that, right? You have people who might not fit in that category, but still becomes your client. For sure. So like, what would you say, What's the number one thing you feel like entrepreneurs get wrong in marketing and branding off the off the gate? I think that part of it is definitely identifying who the target market is. So then you kind of like have this vision of where you want the business to go. But like just trying different strategies, it's like I liken that into throwing darts in the air and you're hoping something sticks. Yeah. And it's just like it's, it's not going to work. So I always tell clients to first develop what's called a brand strategy. And these different components inside your brand strategy is going to be things like what colors am I using? Who's my target market? Where am I going to present my product and services to? What social media channels am I using? Am I using email marketing? How much? Am I going to live events? How am I using uh, a sales strategies in order to bring more business to me? But the biggest part of that is also like your brand promise. Like you see FedEx they have a brand promise like guaranteed overnight. Now I know for sure, Alicia, they have not gave everybody their package overnight, but this is something that they can stand on because they know consistently they do it. I think that most entrepreneurs don't even realize like what promise am I going to give to you? And like mine is I'm gonna help you develop. You might not like the way it feels going into it, how this process is going to be. Like some clients will say, Oh Manny, like, I know you suggested some books, but like I read some books before, so I'm good now. And I say, but when was the last time you read a book? It was like two years ago. Like that thing, Rich, I read that before. Like, did did you grow and develop and change? Like, yeah, I'm a better person. Well, I guarantee that if you read it now, it's going to hit different. Mm -hmm. But it's like most people don't really want to develop who they are, who they need to be in order to get to that next level. So it's like you'll see highly successful people making a million dollars. And the question is not, hey, man, can you show me how to get there and what you did to get there? It's like, can you show me how to get the million dollars? And they can't because the secret sauce is that person became the type of person that could receive a million dollars. Does that make sense? It's like the whole like, um, you know, about the whole fishing thing, like teach a man how to fish. Yeah. You know, and I, I struggle with this in some areas because it's like certain things like I don't want to I can have a knowledge of, but I don't want to do, you know, that's why you outsource yeah. people with other services. Yep. For example, working on a website, I have a guy I work with um, and I'm like, I don't want to learn the back end of yeah. this. Like, yeah. I want to mm-hmm. hire someone who's going to yeah. manage Facts. this website. Facts. And if I have to go in there, it, it could just sit there like yeah. it's not an emergency. It's a website. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think there's. 
certain things entrepreneurs early on you have to figure it all out that's why like my first website was a template website so mm -hmm. i didn't even know how to copy code do none of that right, right? right and i just plugged and play but now as you evolve it's like okay i want something that's is different right mm -hmm. that sets apart from other platforms yeah. other podcasts yeah. etc so you grow you have to start somewhere and most of the times you're wearing all of the hats yeah and that's how a lot of the stories I hear, I don't know if you have different experiences. No, and, and I yourself. think that's, that's a good point. Like, I think that for me early on, I had to bootstrap certain things. <clears throat> but now looking back, I didn't have to bootstrap stuff. I just was missing information. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if someone would have told me I could use websites like Upwork, Fiverr to hire out certain help, then I would have did that a long time ago. But what stood in my way of doing that early on was, I ain't got the money to do that. Like I, I only make this amount of money and my business isn't bringing this. Like, but what about all the money that you're making from your job that you spend a weekend spending money on dumb stuff? Right. Could you create a hundred dollar budget for a virtual assistant to hands, handle some like ancillary tasks that maybe you don't feel like doing that could be at least a start. And I did that early on and it was transformative to my business because now I had my time back. And with my time back, I was able to be more of a visionary and look further down the road and say, okay, where is it that I really want to see this company go versus like this standard goal of, oh man, if I can make $2,000 a month for my business, I'm, I'm rich. But I was so excited about yes. that. And then once I realized me being a full-time entrepreneur, $2,000 wasn't even covering half of my expenses. So the goal had to increase. So I started looking at other people that were much more successful. And I was like, man, what what are they doing? I was like, oh, they got different habits. They be going to work out. They be drinking their water. And my, my role, like we were talking about before the show, being vegan, it wasn't necessarily because this was a part of my brand image, but more so it was like a health concern. Like I was very anxious. I had all this stress inside my body and it was causing this thing called neuropathy, which is nerve damage. So like I was in pain in my hands and my feet majority of the time doing wow. business because I couldn't detach from being anxious as a business owner. So it's like when I finally start getting some help, people started doing some of these tasks for me. Then I spent much more time in meditation and prayer and was just like, I got to get a chance to know me. I got to find a way to relax and chill and be calm. Now I promise you, business comes to me so much more easily because I'm more attractive to that thing that I was going after. Yeah. Does that make attracting sense? Attracting what? It, yeah. Right, you have yeah. that, that's the law of attraction, yeah. right? When I was anxious, I was attracting anxious clients. Right. So they would be like, hey, Mandy, can you make me a million dollars tomorrow? I was like, I think I could try. I'm putting all this extra pressure and stress upon myself, and my body was just like, come on, bruh. Stop doing this to right. me. Yeah, I love that. And one thing, like we, our episode last week was around like discovering wholeness, yeah. healing, self-healing, had a health and lifestyle coach on with us. And all of that is critical mm -hmm. into your lifestyle because it's, it, this is for me. I can't yeah. speak for everybody else, but like as an entrepreneur and what I'm doing right now and how things are scaling, I, first of all, I can't separate my entrepreneurial life and my personal life. Facts. Um, and now I don't want to. It's one lifestyle. Yeah. So how does they how does it work together? Mm -hmm. How do I incorporate my my mindfulness, my meditation, my eating, my exercise, all into my deep breathing? Mm -hmm. my create like yeah. my consulting is all one motion. It's in harmony. And once I started to be more 
practical about it and stop trying to like, oh, put this hat on today yeah. and I put this hat on tomorrow. Say, no, this is who I am and yeah. showing up as as me and, and being the stronger me. Yeah. Uh, be able to perform at a higher quality consistently. Yeah. And, and knowing like, okay, when I need a break, like in a break nowadays, like when I go and, you know, go to the beach, I don't look at it as vacation. That No, that's part of, for me to be able to perform up here, mm-hmm. I need to explore, explore these other avenues Facts. of my life so I can be more sustainable. Facts. And it's not a separation like, you know, oh, vacation once a year, four times. No, it's not a vacation. This is part of my lifestyle. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, like, from a lifestyle brand perspective, which I really push a lot of my clients to more so create a lifestyle brand versus, like, you on Instagram trying to sell something. Like, we talked about this before. Like, Instagram's become like a swap meet. Where it's just like every single person is trying to sell something. And they get so mad and wonder why they're not getting any sales. It's like, I came to your page because this is social media. I'm trying to be social with you. Show me some of the stuff that you're into. Like, you got to be a real person. You got to do something other than you're a photographer, you're a videographer, you're a coach. Like, what else do you do? Like, and you had made a comment to me recently, like, yeah. oh, I love, like, your page is, like, it's more free. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't really notice that. But, yeah. like, from your, obviously, your eyesight yeah. and yep. seeing that. So, like, what does that mean? Because I feel like that goes into what you were just describing. For like, sure. showing more of who you are in the lifestyle versus just, like, this one discipline. Yeah, because from a sales perspective, it leans back to this point of like no like and trust and statistically proven it says that on average people need to see your advertisement your product your email at least seven times on average before they buy now it might be three times might be five times sometimes but if i don't like you i'm not buying from you and people keep thinking like well they don't have to like me my product is good but i can't get past you i don't like you you suck. I don't think you're a good person, whatever the case. Like, I can't get past that. And then if I like you, but I don't feel like I trust you enough to spend my money with, yeah. then I'm still not doing it. And even though you might have a real big name, like, there's been people that I've met in the past six, seven months that's like, hey, you need to work with such and such. Like, they, they dope. Like, they're going to be work. Yeah, y'all going to be vibing together. And I'm just like, all right, let's give it a try. And then I'm like, just don't like you. Like, I thought that I would have liked you because the person that introduced me to you, I like them. But it made me think about, like, back in high school, like, you'll have a friend that you like, hey, I'm about to invite Sarah over, too. Like, we, that's my homie. You ain't met her yet. Sarah, suck. you like, <laughs> me and Sarah ain't never going to be friends. I'm glad y'all friends, but it ain't going to work. And so I've really been learning, like, over time to diagnose the situation, really, like, know who's in the room, yeah. know what opportunities are there for me. And then work with those. But it's all coming back to, do they like Manny? So, like, my point about your page, you become way more likable. Well, thank you. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Like, you got good energy on your page, and it's not. When, when people are only posting about their services, their business, it comes off as, like, this stuffy page. Right. And then I'll hear clients say, oh, well, I want to separate my business from my personal. So, like, I got this business page, but ain't nobody paying attention to my business page. Like, because it ain't got no personality to yeah. it. So, I'm coming to your business page, and you're trying to sell me stuff. Right. And you done created 50 images from Canva, all of these unique, pretty pictures you spent hours creating. Listen, Alicia, like, my mentor is really teaching me 
how to work way less but be much more strategic. Because, like, working hard is, is not... It, it used to be glorified back in the day. But it's, like, no. it, it sucks now. Like, what, why am I working hard? Especially when you talk about lifestyle. Because then I'm exhausted yeah. like, I'm not enjoying why did I if I'm gonna be miserable why not just stay with a job that's Facts. less stressful Facts. Facts. right now collect the Facts. checks go home Facts. clock in clock out and I've thought about that you know but like but like you as an entrepreneur I think you can really talk to this about the scalability of where you're at now like there's probably a, a solid three four five years that you you were working really, really hard yeah. to get to this uh-huh. point, right? And uh-huh. they always said that breakthrough for an entrepreneur or a small business owner is that year five. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can make it to year five, uh-huh. your your position now uh-huh. to really, really scale and uh-huh. have a larger impact I love and sustain, sustainability. Uh-huh. So that's confirmation for me because yeah. I'm 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 at year five right now. Good. Like so, I started in 2017, and I brag about this. Like that first year and a half, I didn't get no sales. And I was still working a full-time job. And I was so thankful to not get any sales because it taught me to learn my own voice, to be the type of entrepreneur or business owner that I wanted to be. So although we have a marketing agency that does all these amazing things like websites, SEO, graphic design, social media posts for people, but like me as a business owner attached from that, I focus on brand development. And this is my sweet spot. This is what I always wanted to do. But I was working a lot harder because I was trying to fit the mold and character of what the average marketing agency did. I I told clients early on, I said, we're not running any ads for you. It was like, well, why not? Like, this is how I could get some sales. I was like, yeah, but you can get a few people to buy. But if nobody likes you, your company is never going to grow. And this is why I'm really focusing heavy on this aspect of like, Brand development, identifying what's missing within a brand, what could be improved. So then naturally, if you start showing up in a different way, you don't have to work as hard. You don't have to be making a million posts. I used to tell clients, make a post a couple times a day because more posts, then you're going to get more attention. But if it's a crappy post and crappy content, they're just seeing a whole bunch of crap. But it's like now you can scale back to three posts a week. Sometimes just two. And these posts don't have to be in a way that's going to grab their attention to buy it, but it should be more so like you're doing, grabbing their attention to become familiar with the person that they like and then transitioning from this place of like to love. Because when they fall in love with your brand and it's all over, over. they're making buying decisions. They don't even know what they just did. Why am I buying from her? Oh, I like her so much. Why am I on her page again? And with that being said, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with the Mosley Show. Thank you. Hey, if I was going to work, I wanted to look a little something like this. Pro 3 Entertainment is Northeast Ohio's premier podcast provider, offering all the services you need to get your show off the ground. Reach out to us today at contactpro3ent at gmail.com. Welcome back to Mosler Show. Again, we have Manny Hall in the building with us. And I want to talk about, you know, what drew me to you, right? Um, and I think it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we've talked about this off offline as well. But what drew me to you was, one, the professionalism that I saw um, from your from your page and your outreach 
Two was your content and specifically like leading with God in your content, in your business. And that's what's like that sparked with me because I believe I do the same thing. Gotcha. And there's not many people who who do that. And that's like not heavy, very on the religious, like all the way mm. left with this. Yeah, it's like yeah, I yeah. can't, right. can't listen, right, right, you know. Right, right. Um but it's like it's it's engraved in it and it's obviously providing fruit for for your business, for mm -hmm. your clients. So I wanted to talk about like what is what does that mean for you? How did you get to that point? Um, because I know that's it's it's takes boldness, yeah. right? Because you're you know, every client going it's not gonna come to you just because of right. that reason. Right. So walk us through what that transition was for you to to lead with God in, in your business and in your content. Yeah, so that's a great question. So I will say, especially from the beginning, I was very scared and nervous to do this. And I kept feeling like this prick every time I prayed, every time I was in meditation. It's like, you don't like me, huh? It's like, I do like you. It's like, why are you going to be talking about me? Like, you the homie, I promise, but they don't be wanting to hear about you. Like, I ain't going to get no business like that. He was like, trust me. I was like, I do, but not in this business room. I can't. You don't. Matter of fact, you don't even know nothing about business for real, for real. Mm -hmm. And he started teaching me, like, I'm going I'm to put you on game about a lot of stuff that you don't know. So I started to incorporate it inside of my content in such a way that it wasn't abrasive to your point, but it was just like, okay, I can tell he is a believer. And then out of nowhere, and I, I might be off with this number, but I think it's like close to like 95% of my clients are somewhat like me, that... They are a believer. Maybe they don't go to church all the time. Maybe they don't have a bunch of scriptures posted on their page all the time. But it's like they really do love God and they got this passion that really allows them to use that character and integrity to get opportunities versus the opposite. Because to my point earlier, it's like there were a lot of opportunities that I was getting, but it didn't make me feel good about them. Like I was like, and this, this is a biggest opportunity I've ever had but these people they kind of like scoundrels like right like just on some real shady type stuff like they're gonna pay me the money but they're getting it from here and I was just like I don't know if I want to be even associated with this grimy type stuff but then I start seeing that it was a bunch of imperfect business owners that were coming to me they reminded me of me so it's like I started to see that Oh, y'all like me because just like I'm imperfect, y'all imperfect, and y'all know that I'm not putting any pressure on you to be this magical Christian believer. Like you could really like vibe how you want to vibe. Some might cuss, some might drink, some might smoke, but you're still on the road to becoming better. I didn't want to deal with people that didn't want to be better, though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like on my page more specifically, I decided to be much more courageous in terms of like the way that I presented business in a way that made me feel comfortable in that piece. And I ain't going to lie to you. My pace took a hit. Likes went down, views went down, but the money kept going up. Wow. So I was just like, which one do I want? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like y'all not showing me no love, but obviously somebody's seeing my stuff because y'all keep paying me money. So I just really leaned into being more comfortable, but I ain't gonna lie to you. Still to this day, it's a little bit of a fight.
because like I'll look at my views like I'm killing it. Like what I just that video was dope. Like y'all don't like that. Right. And then I see somebody else with some like whack content. I'm like, and they got five thousand yeah. views and all this stuff. But it's just like the few people that are seeing my content, they connect with it such a way that opportunities just keep coming to me. It's like I'm constantly receiving emails from people I don't even know. They're like. Hey, I'm a part of this organization. I heard about you. I want you to bring you over here and do this. And we can only pay you $500. We can only pay you a thousand. I'm like, this people about to pay me a thousand dollars just to speak for one hour. I'm like, geez, those opportunities didn't come when I was trying to be somebody else. Man. That's, that's real. And, and it's just like that trust part of trust me. I got you. I've given it to you. So I can blow it up. Yeah. And it's like we trying to hold on and it's that being like, like, well, you know, maybe people won't. I lose this. I lose. So you're, you're trying to compromise mm-hmm. what God has already put on you and in you to move through because of what people's going to think. Yeah. When there's a whole group of people you ain't even met yet yeah. that's waiting on you to open your mouth and say, well, guys are already, you know, destined, predestined for yep. your life. And I Facts. think that part of that and, you know, why I even wanted to grow more with you and, like, let's explore, let's see what we can do together is, like, because there's not many people um, in our age range who's growing business, scaling business, and walking in purpose at the same mm-hmm. time and likable. Yeah. Right? And it's like, yeah. well, I vibe. Like, I, mean, I yeah. can understand that you know how challenging because I was challenged with that and even my first business I produced it's like you know how how much do you give mm-hmm. but knowing like this is why I'm here mm-hmm. so I can't give just a piece of me mm-hmm. I have to give all of it the yeah. whole story and that's yeah. why I even shifted to the Master Race show gotcha. because I'm like this is the full this is like all of it mm-hmm. it's not just one side business or social impact. No, this is, we're going to talk about God. We're going to talk yeah. about lifestyle, yeah. culture, business, yeah. social impact, because that's all of what I, who I am. Yeah. And that's all about what the platform is all about, mm-hmm. you know? So I can really value, value that and respect that and just say, thank you for walking in that because I believe it is a light and it is contagious. Mm-hmm. And the more we talk, the more that we share and the more that we connect, mm-hmm the more it empowers a generation to say, wow, I don't have to be embarrassed by something that provides freedom. Yeah. Like how absurd did yeah. that sound? Like yeah. I'm, uh, I am experiencing uh, freedom for the first time ever in my life, uh, generationally, uh, and I'm embarrassed to talk about how I got wow. here. That's deep. I think I might steal this. Yeah. What you're saying, but it's just there's like, no stealing because right, we're we're connected. So what, what? Mine is yours. It's dope what you're saying because it's like you got this freedom. She's like, I don't want to be free. Like, and you know, you got the freedom, but you're like, I'm going to display to y'all a person that's bound because I'm afraid that if I show you that I'm free, you're not going to like my freedom. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs are experiencing. But I think that in terms of like building our brand, we got to like continuously operate in that freedom, realizing that you're, you're, you are going to come across a lot of people that aren't going to like you and they're not going to like you even more because you have these particular values and norms about yourself. And that's okay. And we had this discussion before too, about the word reject. And 
I didn't like to be rejected. It felt horrible inside. I wanted to get everybody to like me, but it created like this weird complex of me being a business owner. That was like becoming like this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to every single right. person that I met. Like, okay, I wonder what they want to see. I'm this many now. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm kind of laid back on this one. You probably want this one. Then I was like, no, Manny, you goofy sometimes. You get serious sometimes. You might get deep sometimes. You like, Lord, you got a wife. You got kids. Like, this is who you are. Be free in that. Yeah. And there's these other aspects of me that I always wanted to hide because I felt like if I showed them this, then they wouldn't want to spend no money with me. I start talking about all of these different things, and those were the connections that people came to me for, like, Manny, when you said that one thing, like, I was like, man, I, I need to hire you. It's like, wait a minute, because I posted a picture of my kid, that made you compelled to hire me, spend money? Yeah, because I got this connection with you. But that freedom piece is very, very difficult for people to tap into because it comes with so much rejection. But reject simply means not to one's taste. So I'm not going to be everyone's taste, just like caramel popcorn is not everybody's taste like some people just don't like it but other people go crazy about it and same with like you know we i i also have struggled with rejection and still processing Mm -hmm. through that but what i'm realizing is like what we in our viewpoint deem to be rejection has been god's protection Mm -hmm. and that has helped me in so many areas because you want to hold on to relationships you want to hold on to situations or Mm -hmm. jobs or whatever Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, I got something else yeah. for you. Yep. So yep. in that freedom, I think you made a good point. Like people are afraid to really be free um, because you're letting go of the control. Once mm. you let go mm. of control, now you're really living mm. in the unknown mm. until you're mature enough to start to see what's coming. And that part That's here, That's dope. and it's real mm-hmm. because it's like God, you hear like, oh, God will give you as much as you can handle That's as much real. as you can bear but mm-hmm. the bearing is on us so i've been really like i want i want more so praying for the increase mm-hmm. and the more well that is going to require more practice more yeah, discipline yeah. waking up yeah. earlier yeah. going to bed protecting mm-hmm. your environment your yeah. mind your spirit etc but that work right I, I say all the time like we live in a microwavable generation where we just want it real quick mm-hmm. we don't want to preheat mm-hmm. the oven anymore mm-hmm. we don't want to wait wait, wait, and it tastes so much. That's the thing, is that we've compromised so much with the microwave that we all know it tastes better on the stove top or it, or inside the oven. You know what's crazy? Probably about two and a half years ago, we got rid of our microwave. So we don't have, we don't, don't even have, have a microwave. One. We have guests come over and like, all right, where's the microwave? Like we literally be having to use like those little hot plate things yep. in order to serve the food. And we use an air fryer as well as a stove. But it's major what you just said, because I think that this has also allowed me to be a little bit more still, just be in that present moment mm-hmm. and just like relax. Because yes. it's so much peace in like you going through this waiting period and not feeling the need to rush and figure everything out. Because right. that's, that, that's part of that microwave. It's like you put it in there and it don't even taste the same. And you know what you Certain expect. parts ain't yeah. done. And it's like. Yep. Yeah. So in that, I'm curious of what your like 
everyone is defining purpose kind of in their own unique way. Like, mm-hmm. How do you define purpose for yourself and for your brand? That's a good question. I, I've, um, I've been toying with that question in my mind for like three or four years because I used to say that purpose was like this thing that I'm going after, like this is my passion. But then reading and studying, really finding out that purpose is like my kids, my wife, my desires for the future, like this is what I'm pursuing, so that's my purpose. But I almost feel like people have to define their purpose in this like steel place that you know, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and this is why I'm doing it. I, I, I would really define it as like that why, why you're doing the business, why you're developing this brand. And then when you find out that answer, Alicia, is it causes you to be very intentional for what you're doing. Because if you figure out, oh, so I'm growing my social media page to get more followers and I want more followers because I want to be liked more because I struggle with rejection and people, I ain't feel like people like me growing up. So these more followers make me feel like I'm somebody. In most cases, that had nothing to do with you building your business at all. This is literally like the personal stuff, though, that has to get dealt with. It has to be dealt with. So I really believe that it's like that purpose is like, that why why am i getting up in the morning why am i doing this particular thing yeah i appreciate that and i think what i'm what i'm finding out too is like purposes yeah yeah like we're mm-hmm. evolving yeah so that's good we're finding more we're discovering we're, like, mm-hmm. we're all exploring yeah you know so Facts. um i always thought purposes is like that one thing well man i'm just gonna be the, mm-hmm. the best writer all time and that's <laughs> right, just right. i'm just mm-hmm. that's my life for the best yeah. musician of all time like yeah. you know and for each his own but we're created to create absolutely from the ultimate creator who you know butterflies and grass and the sun like so one thing i just Mm. gotta pick one thing and that was the challenging thing for me going to college was like what one thing that's that's what i'm doing for the rest of Mm. my life the rest of my life um so i've been seeing like i have multiple purposes yeah i would agree with that you know multiple purposes and multiple um avenues of creativity and i'm hoping that's like for the rest of my life yeah. 80 like huh, I'm painting now yeah. like I'm yep. just in, yep. in the back of the house mm-hmm. um painting and sculpting who knows that's dope and I think that we all should have that freedom like not to just do one thing and that's something that the viewers can really take note of is like you have these different purposes so if you dope in the kitchen even though you're a photographer share the you like cooking food because this is going to make people like you more about the food. And then with that relatability factor, now I want to hire you as my photographer because we were just vibing about you cooking food. Like if you enjoy being a father or a mom or you're a stay at home person, like include these other aspects of your life. And some stuff is like off limits. So you don't want to share everything. But I think that if you can evolve as a human being, and makes people like you more. Now we got to be careful with that though, because there's so many serial entrepreneurs. And yeah, I've heard you talk about yeah, this. And, yeah, and and I try not to be mean to those serial entrepreneurs because I, I get their point. Like they very creative, they try a lot of different things. But in most cases, 
it's these individuals that tried one business for six months to a year and it didn't work. Right. So then they try something new. Like oh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Like, are you really? Yeah. Because like I would highly suggest, especially as you're putting yourself out in the marketplace to master one or two things, yep. because then like a Will Smith, you started off as a rapper and I don't think he was one of the best rappers, but he made a whole lot of money. Yeah. Then he transitioned into acting. Then he transitioned into being more philanthropic. But I think that it's like these different aspects of your purpose yeah. that you have to be able to explore. Yeah. I always say like that with like with Diddy. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it was just like you, you need you need it you need a path, mm -hmm. right? Especially when you are coming from like generational poverty yeah. or you know, gener anything that's generational trauma and yeah. the first one yeah. in your family go to school, have a visit, anything like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It's like it's even harder to narrow in mm -hmm. and be like, even if it takes me 10 years, I'm going to, I'm going to produce the best songs ever. Yeah. And then once I break through, I'm, I'm going to bring out that fashion yeah. line and I'm going to yeah. get into the, the liquor and, and all of these other mm -hmm. things that represent part of who I am. Yep. Um, and that, that serial entrepreneur piece is, it's funny because a lot of times we don't really think about how, how you sustain things at the same time. Yep you know, across, across the sector. Um, so a lot of, a lot, a lot of good gems. I want to, um, play this game with you, which is okay. I say one word and you give me the first word that comes to mind. Okay. All right. You ready? Ready. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Uh, we got love, uh, protection, purpose, vision, pizza, oh, eating, shopping. No. Masloré. Dope. It. Okay. <laughs> you want to run it back and see you give me the same words? <laughs> Maybe. Let's, we can do it. We can do it. I'm going to say, I'm what was the words I asked? Okay, love. Uh, protection. Pizza. Love. Shopping. No. Mosleray. Dope. Dope. Okay, I think you got two out of, yeah, out of yeah, the four yeah. or five. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> so I wanted to kind of wrap up with, you know, what what is some advice that you can give to entrepreneurs, uh, maybe someone even in that, in between that faith and that purpose, like how do I share that in my, my lifestyle brand? Yep. I would say to focus on the BTB method and the BTB method is a framework I created a few years ago and it's bringing value, telling your story, building relationships. And what I found of like doing webinars, doing conferences I've had people come to me and say, Fanny, I did that BTB method and my business exploded. And I thank you so much. I'm like, you didn't even become a client. I should have charged you for that. Like, it's like they, they made ton of, a ton of money from that. So I think that with them bringing value on a consistent basis, so no matter who you meet, like being nice, being kind, figuring out how I could give to this person in some way, shape, or capacity is always going to be beneficial. But then being able to tell your story, and this is not like a testimonial, but it's just like who it is that you are and how you're helping the world in some capacity. Because when people know that, then they have an opportunity to hire you or to refer you to other people. But then it's building relationships, which is my favorite. Like, you got to be building relationships. A lot of successful people don't know how to build relationships, and that's why they stay stuck. So it's like it's this art and technique of, like, meeting people, but then also cultivating those relationships and not just allowing it to stay in that 
I started a relationship, but they didn't follow up me. Like, you really got to build and cultivate. And I think that if we can apply that BTB method of bringing value, telling your story, building relationships on a consistent basis, you're going to be dynamic this year. Absolutely. The difference, I always talk about this, the difference of relationship building and networking. Yes. For so long, it's just, it's pounding our head, network, network, network. And you're wondering, like, damn, I done did 50 mm-hmm. coffees with people. And yeah. I'm not feeling no value mm-hmm. on, on any of these relationships. Yep. Well, that's not a relationship. Yep. You're meeting someone for the first time, and you have to grow that and understand what you can give and what you can gain exactly. from these relationships. So I 100% um, agree with you on that. And that's really how I even am and where I'm at right now is mm-hmm. all through relationships. Nice. And genuine. Like, yep. I'm not – I just now started asking mm. stuff. Know, seven years in it and i'm just like mm-hmm. okay you know I, I came to your board meetings i, yeah. I spoke for free like yeah. i never yeah. asked for anything right. now right. i'm coming around when i maybe looking for a sponsorship yep. or something for or sure. looking for someone to speak at my event yep. um and now you're starting to see okay i'm 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 well someone would say cashing in yeah. on all of those asks and all yeah. the things that you've done and on good credit yeah say I, you know what i'm i'm gonna receive some of, of what i've given out Right. And I think that's important when you think about relationships. A lot of times people go into it and they're just like, well, Manny, I need this. I need mm-hmm. that. I need many, 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 yeah. many. And it's not they're like, well, what can I, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, now, because now we're not talking about, we're talking about business. Yep. So there's a difference. And, and some people try to take advantage of what you're willing to do out of goodwill. Right. Mm-hmm. As a, as you're growing a relationship versus take being taken taken advantage of exactly you know and then you have to start to yeah, draw you to cut it off draw yeah. those lines yeah and, and i'll say that i learned a lot of strategy techniques from robert green okay so in a book called 33 strategies of war and he talks about that same point of like when you're in a relationship with somebody find out ways that you can give where the focus is really on that person not necessarily about you right because their perception is wow, they really are concerned about me. So let me find a way to give back to them in some way, shape, or capacity because I don't want to seem like the person is just only being egotistical. It's only about me. So I've learned to be in rooms and really talk about that person that I'm talking to. If there's other distractions around, even very noticeable distractions, I'll tune those out and focus on that person. Even if they're looking at those other things, I'm only focused on you. Most people have never felt something like that, so they're more attracted to me simply because I show interest in them. That's so good. That's so good. Well, I usually try to end the episode with a pure message. Um, that's what the platform is all about, Moss Lerae, um, a pure message for our generation. So when I was thinking about today, earlier this week, I had um, did a post around this specifically, specifically talking about, like, don't be in a hurry to get to where you're going. Right. Um, and in that is don't compare yourself to what's around you. Like we all have our own individual fingerprint yeah. for a reason. And I wanted to share that here because I feel like that's something that resonates and that I see reflected in, in who you are. So it's like I'm on my path. Like what's mm-hmm. mine is for me. Facts. And I can't go over here grabbing off of your table trying to get over here and, and worried about what someone so mm-hmm. say like, no what's for me mm-hmm. is for me and that that's the pure message so i want to see if you have any any tokens to, to add to that yeah like ultimately i used to be in this very competitive place where i felt that anybody else that did marketing or branding like i was competing with them but i started to realize that 
they can't compete with me because they're not me and I'm not them. So right. there's certain things that was put inside of me way before I even existed that equipped me to serve a certain type of people. Those type of people that I'm serving, they can't serve because they only want what I got. Does that make sense? Yes. It's like, so really being able to tap into our own superpower to know that your time is coming as you stay diligent to what you are attempting to do. But you you end up hindering the process when you get distracted by competition and somebody being able to take, like, we look at this pie. It's, it's, it's not that there's extra pieces for everybody. It's like you literally got your own okay. pie. Right. This your whole thing. This is all yours. You can put what kind of seasoning stuff on it. You want some caramel popcorn you can put on it. Like whatever you want to do. But I think that there's freedom in being tapped into who you are. Then it's like that waiting process doesn't even seem like you're waiting because you're doing other things while the time is passing. Like while my business was growing before, like I even hit six figures in 2020, I was just like, hey, what should I be doing? Because I just feel like they're not coming in. And I ain't talking to nobody. I just went out there and helped. I, to date, I probably talked to over 500 business owners. Wow. Because I was putting in the work. I wanted to get better in this space and I wanted to show them that I was helping them. And I would say like of that 500 of me just starting off with a give, probably 25 to 30% actually signed up to be clients. And those referrals just kept coming. I so that's it. it. I love it. So thank you again for joining the show. Thank you. Um, you know, it's been a blessing. I'm looking forward to working with you. I know we got some things cooking up. Absolutely. So I'm excited to bring you back on it as those things develop. But I want to give you a chance to say any last words that you want to share um, on the show. Yep, absolutely. I want to say that you're dope, you're brilliant, you're absolutely amazing. If you allow any limitations to stop you, it's on you. Nobody else can That's stop it. you but you. That's it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. You're tuning into the Mosleray Show, where we help share, connect, and inspire through storytelling and uplifting voices. This show is specifically focused on heart to heart conversations around sharing our stories um, on entrepreneurship, social impact lifestyle and culture and so today we got we got a mix a mixed version of all of those and i'm excited to have you guys back next week so never miss a beat stay mic'd up with Moss Lorraine. we're signing off peace, peace.